0: Between the Waves, the podcast all about how to create sustainable mental health to help you find a little bit of space between your waves. I'm your host Hannah, let's get started. So today I'm joined by the co-founder of Mums Business Association, the fastest growing female networking company in the world, which now has several number one bestsellers, a massive social media following, and has been featured in Forbes recently. So today I'm joined by Estelle Kieber. Good morning Estelle. Good morning, Hannah. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm really excited to hear your story today because obviously um, I follow you from afar quite a lot in the Mums in Business Association. I've seen sort of the amazing things that you're doing and I'm just, I'm really keen to hear your story and understand how you manage all of of everything that you do um, and keep your mental health in balance. Of course. So, I think probably my earliest sort of
1: realisation that something was wrong with my mental health was in um, my late sort of teens, so probably 15, 16, I was feeling, um, like you know, just really sad and I don't think at that time I realised what depression was or the fact that I was depressed, I was just really, really sad and I didn't know why. And as I got older, it became more apparent that this was something that was happening quite regularly, regardless of what sort of point I was at in my life. So they wouldn't necessarily need to be, you know, something really bad going on for me to be feeling sad, which was really confusing for me. Um, so it was at that point that I reached out um, to medical professionals and started um, trying out different medications. And that was the way it kind of went up until probably my early twenties, um, on and off sort of medication all that time and never really finding anything that I would say worked for me. And it was after I had my second son that I um, I just had a really, really bad depression, um, postnatal depression, to be honest. I think the depression was actually happening during my pregnancy, it just wasn't really recognized. And so I started to feel during my pregnancy that I wasn't connecting very well. So I'd already had one son, um, perfectly healthy pregnancy, um, kind of textbook. Um, So I knew the sort of things to look forward to and the things that I was going to experience. But in between having my first son and my second son, I experienced um, multiple miscarriages and ended up having one of my fallopian tubes and ovaries removed after having an ectopic pregnancy. So I went through a lot of, you know, really traumatic experiences in between, which I think had a massive, massive impact on how I was feeling anyway. But then after having my second son and I I guess the hormones and everything else that was going on, not only that, but I was in a, a really toxic relationship that i'd been in for quite a while so i didn't really feel that i had that support either so i was really struggling with my mental health and didn't really feel that i had the support around me to help me in any way so after um after having my second son it like got extremely bad um i had suicidal thoughts i was under the crisis team Um, and at one point I actually like begged them to take me away and section me because I literally felt that my kids would be better off without me, that I was a burden to people. Um, that I was just like really freakish, basically the fact that I just, I wasn't bonding with my son. Um, I just felt like, um, a really, really bad person. And I know now, um, that that was, um, my hormones and things that were going on, but, but in that space and time. I actually felt that, you know, my kids would have been better off without me. And that's um, when the crisis team got involved and I had a bit of support at home. But it seemed to me that the only sort of options they were giving me were medication all the time. Um, And this is just one thing that I remember, like way back into, you know, my teenage years, the, the medication side of things seemed to be the only option. And it wasn't until... Um, I started looking at self-development probably about four years ago that I started realizing there were lots of other things um, that could help me within my mental health journey. And that's the sort of point where I'm at now. So, you know, I've been through lots of different things um, that lots of different people can relate to, you know, the, the, just the basic depression, the postnatal depression, the being in like, you know, the toxic environment, whether this is friends that are unsupportive or, A partner that's unsupportive, um, that can really have a a huge detrimental effect. So I'm kind of feeling like I'm out the other side now. Um, That doesn't mean that my depression is gone. I I feel that my depression is something that will be with me forever. Um, There's a family history of it. So now, for me, it's a case of managing my mental health to avoid me getting to that really dark place again, and the, the sort of things that I use, I meditate, I use essential oils, um, I try and take as much time out as I possibly can. Obviously, I'm super busy, which is really hard. And that's um, that's the beauty of it, I think, you know, trying to balance. I think as a mum, you know, that's just an added, you know, thing for you to juggle the fact that you've not just got to concentrate on yourself, you've got lots of other things, you've got the kids, you've got the house, you need to walk the dog, you've got to go to work. So there's a lot of pressures. And I think for me, it's really trying to balance them. And don't get me wrong, I do not balance them very well all the time. I'm exactly the same as everyone else. I have the mum guilt, I have the work guilt, when I you know, don't stay up all night working on things. But I think I'm getting to a point now where I've got lots of different things that I can reach to Um, to keep my mental health as it is right now,
0: which is really, really good. You you mentioned there that you started looking at self-development about four years ago. Was that just something that you sort of discovered while you were looking wildly around for for something to help you out of your depression? It wasn't
1: even at the time my depression was starting to lift a little. I'd stopped my medication. My medication had always been something that was... um, You know, I never ever felt that any of the medication that I took really 100% worked for me. So I was always, you know, I didn't really have a very good opinion of medication. Now, don't get me wrong, I think there's times and places and that, you know, there's certain things that do need medication, but I think there's lots of other things that can be used alongside it or, you know, instead of in some cases. Now, obviously, I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling people, you know, stop taking your medication but it's definitely worth looking at other things and it was because I had stopped my medication that I was then looking for other ways to manage my anxiety my anxiety is something that is still you know raging through my week right now it's something I don't go like a week without having some sort of anxiety attack or you know feeling really anxious but now I know that I've got tools that can help me through that Um, I feel much stronger and that was where it kind of started I was just looking for ways to manage my anxiety and meditation was one of the first
0: things that I tried so do you do you use one of the apps that are out there for meditation or have you tried a number of different types of meditation I've tried lots
1: of different things so um, there's different apps that I've tried which are really really good you can get free apps But one of my favorites is one of my friends, Tanya Taylor, Hypnotherapy. She's my hypnotherapist. And she has um, meditations on YouTube that are free. So you can go on there and depending on what sort of meditation and what sort of mood you're in, um, you can go and access them. And obviously, um, Tanya is someone that I work with and that, you know, she's absolutely incredible. So definitely check her out. But there's, there's just, you know, so many resources that you can tap into now with us having um, the beauty of the internet um, the resources are kind of endless
0: yeah absolutely and sometimes I guess it can be a bit overwhelming if you're in not a great place and you're looking around for something to help but although there's so much out on the internet it can feel really overwhelming and and not knowing kind of which way to turn and what to choose first so having um, some recommendations is really really helpful thank you um, I am really keen to know, uh, whether you have a, a morning routine or if you just have a general sort of wellness plan for, for your, for your week, how, how do you keep the balance right when you're so incredibly busy?
1: Okay. So I am a little bit of a planning addict and I plan my life to within about 30 seconds every day. Wow. Um, No, I'm only joking. It's not that bad. But I am. I am like really anal for, you know, planning and things like that. So my morning um, used to start with yoga. So I would come down, um, I would put some yoga on my phone and I would do some yoga downstairs. And that would be maybe like half five. But what started happening was the boys were hearing me wake up and they were coming down during my yoga at half past five. So we, we ended up changing um, that routine around because obviously, you know, your morning routine is going to be unique to you and it's supposed to be flexible. So as much as you want to have that routine, you need to be mindful that, you know, it's not always going to be like that. And, you know, you're going to have to be flexible depending on what goes on. So right now my morning routine, I get up first before everyone else. So I have a bit of time, you know, to reflect on what I've got to do for the day. Um, I go out to my shed and I have um, my morning cup of tea. Um, And then I come in and look at what I've got planned. So usually the night before, I will always write out a list. And, And this is because I find that I'm one of these people that think a lot. I think people with depression, you know, have racing thoughts a lot of the time. And that's kind of one of the things that you want to slow down. And you want to try and focus on one thing at a time. So by writing my list of what needs doing the next day before I go to bed it was one less thing that I would be worrying about through the night and then when I wake up in the morning I know that I can go straight and have a look and they're all there and I can see right okay that's my day planned um, and and it just gives me a sense of like security and I think that's I'm a bit of a control freak but it just allows me to know right okay then you've got X amount of time these are the things you've got to get done um, and be realistic you know don't don't say you something's going to take you 10 minutes if it's really going to take you an hour and then you're going to put yourself behind and get really stressed about things it's it's about you know getting things done that are most important and rewarding yourself for the things that you do manage to get accomplished.
0: So do you also schedule in sort of self-care time and and downtime for yourself in the same way? Yes
1: I have um, my nail appointments I go for a facial and a massage um, I take time out to go to the gym. I'm like, you know, um, I used to like running outdoors, but with the weather being as it is, I've taken to go to the gym now. Um, I was struggling to do my yoga, thanks to the kids in the morning. <laughs> so I needed to find a different way to exercise. And again, it's just finding that time. I would love to be able to go every single day, but my diary doesn't allow for that. You know, I'm super busy. So I just make do with what I can, which right now is probably like two, three, four times a week. But as long as i i know how different it makes me feel and again at the time when i was going through my depression um there was no way i would want to exercise it was something that people were saying to me all the time you know you need to get out and it's you just do not want to do it if, if you're in that depressive mode you just feel like you don't want to go out you don't want to talk to people so going for a run or a walk is the last thing on your mind but I can definitely tell you that it is worth it. It really is just getting out in the fresh air for, you know, five minutes. For me, it was finding running. I absolutely love to run now. So it's just finding something that will allow you time to, you know, rest your thoughts. So whether this is yoga, meditation, running, um, you know, that is a really important part of my schedule to, you know, allow time for me.
0: Yeah. And it's really important to recognize that we don't all start out being able to run five miles nonstop. You know, it, it could just be when you're in the thick of that depression that just standing outside your back door for five minutes and breathing in the fresh air is how you start. And then, you know, you build that up slowly and to to walking a little bit, to, even if it's just around the corner, you know, and, and then back again and then building up slowly so that you don't you don't try and overachieve something that's right just start small steps going forward any any tiny step
1: going forward is better than standing still
0: yeah absolutely and and i wanted to ask so you have a really creative life now in terms of all the different things that you do for the mums and business association and and everything else that you've got on your plate Do, do you think that that creativity helps to bring you the joy and 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 keep that sort of depression at bay
1: I feel really, really blessed and lucky to be able to do all of the amazing things that I do. Um, The fact that I'm not, you know, boxed in, in a nine to five and being made to do the same things every day, I think really helps as well. And now we also have this platform that we get to use to shout about these sort of things, which um, that makes me happier than anything else, because I think mental health, um, you know, infant loss, miscarriages, domestic violence, Um, you know social media safety awareness all these things that we're really passionate about we now get to talk about um, quite a lot so that's a really a nice part of the job as well
0: yeah totally and you've worked really hard to build up this incredible business and and this following of people who um speaking of someone who's in the community it it is a safe space and it's really empowering and uplifting and it's It's wonderful that you've created something so fabulous out of out of your depression and, and in a bid to try and change your life around it's it's really fantastic
1: it, it's more to i think the fact that we've allowed people to come together is like one of the things that's like, you know, literally blown our minds when we started the Facebook group, we had no idea what would come, you know, it was just a Facebook group that we created because we wanted other mums and other women to feel that, like you say, that there was a safe space that we didn't feel we had. That was just myself and my sister. Um, and we, we didn't feel that we had a lot of support. So being able to create that, that safe, supportive place, is um is amazing for us to see it just blossom and grow and you know the the success stories and the the things that we get told you know people are so supportive we don't see the half of it we get so many messages saying you know i connected with so-and-so and and they've helped me do this and this is just a a, like a minute kind of snippet of the actual like hugeness of of what we've created
0: yeah it, it really is incredible um so so just to round off then, uh, I like to ask everybody who I speak to. Um, so a lot of our listeners are going to be people who really aren't in a place to, to change their entire life in, in one fell swoop. So, so if you could only change one thing, what, what is the thing that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: I would say meditation for sure. Um, the first time I did it, I laughed. Um, I won't lie to you. And if you've never done any sort of meditation before, you may find it a little bit weird to start with, especially if you're listening to a guided meditation, which is what I would recommend for anybody that wants to start. And what meditation will do is just make you very aware of your own breathing. So it makes you really think about the different parts of your body and the way that you're breathing. And by distracting your mind with these things, um, you know, it kind of lets go of the things that are making you anxious and depressed. And so I would say, listen to a guided meditation, find one that you like, because I went through so many that, you know, I just didn't like the voice of the person that was speaking to me. And that was putting me off my meditation. But even if you can just find a really short one, that's maybe two to three minutes, just find that time every single day to just stop. You know, it's it's a really short amount of time. Pop the app on your phone or go to YouTube and just take that time to let your body and your mind settle and you will be surprised that the you know the progress that this will allow you to make once you start doing it so it's just start really small um, maybe two or three minutes and then as soon as you start to feel more comfortable with that then you can build that up and that will help even more
0: thank you and it's really reassuring to hear that that you you tried a, a number of different things before you settled on on where you currently are with meditation because. Um, there's there again, there are so many options out there, but but everything sort of that you read seems to suggest that you can just slip quite easily into meditation. But actually, um, speaking as someone with severe anxiety, it's really hard to start meditating and to build that practice. And um it's important to recognise that that not every not every option out there will work for you and it's okay to to try different things until you find something that fits.
1: Yeah, definitely. Try as many things as you can. And I find Essential oils really help as well. So if I'm feeling anxious, I really like um, wild orange or something citrusy. You will find that that's quite uplifting. Um, and then things like lavender, bergamot, um, those sort of um, essential oils will help you relax at night time. So if you're planning on doing your meditation, you can always accompany it with different oils as well. And you know, oils are exactly the same. You know, have an experiment with them and see what it is that you like and you know there's there's no right or wrong it's going to be different for every person so yeah most definitely try as many things as you can and um, don't stop until you find the one that fits for you if I can do it anybody can do it it's just about you know take control for yourself don't rely on other people to you know be able to lift you out of this you have to find the things for yourself and you know the fact that we get to do all these amazing things is like one of the things that keeps me going we've got books coming out we've now got child-friendly networking events in 250 locations so you know I feel that we're having a real knock-on effect and sometimes that's really good as well for your depression you know doing something for somebody else um, will make you feel good too as weird as that may sound Um, and you would think that you need to focus on yourself actually like doing something nice or you know kind saying something nice to someone else will help boost your mood as well so I think um, as much as like you know our community love what we've created um, I love what our community is to us because it keeps me going um, even on the darkest day
0: thank you so much Estelle it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you this
1: morning my pleasure thank you so much for having me Hannah
0: oh thanks Estelle what a fab selection of tips and tools I'm setting an intention to get back on track with my meditation practice and I'm definitely going to explore essential oils. I'm keen to know more and excited to choose some. What are you going to take from today's chat with Estelle? Let me know over on Facebook and Instagram at Between the Waves Pod. Thank you so much for listening today. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it's ready and to help other people find us. See you next time.